Brandon Brands. I'm Brian Shulman, the founder and CEO of Voice Your Vibe. And if you want to build a brand that matters, listen to Brands on Brands on Brands. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. Appreciate you guys being here as always. Have another epic interview for you today. If this is your first time listening, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you are notified each week as we go live on Mondays with expert interviews and Thursdays with deeper dives on that week's theme or idea. If you're looking to start a podcast, just want to give you guys a heads up that I am looking to take on a couple of one-on-one clients and would love to jump on the phone with you, hear your ideas. You can find that at brandonbrands.com forward slash apply. Check it out and I'll follow up to schedule a call with you. Without further ado, let's jump into a little bit about our guest for today. His name is Brian Schulman. He is the founder of Voice Your Vibe, and that is not only his consulting practice where he teaches people how to go live on LinkedIn or how to use LinkedIn for their businesses, it's also a show on LinkedIn, uh, a live show on LinkedIn. He's one of the very few first people that got access to go live with video on LinkedIn, which is very exciting. And why did he get that? Because he's been a creator on LinkedIn for years, not just video, but in all different shapes and forms, posts, articles, videos, you name it. Back in the day, one of our previous guests, Goldie Chan, and he were friends and connected and Goldie had challenged him. She's, you know, when video started going live and letting people using videos, not live, but regular videos, Goldie challenged him to create five videos amongst a couple other people. And he took on the challenge and he's never looked back. Now is a LinkedIn top voice, a LinkedIn top video creator, and a Forbes featured entrepreneur. So by the way, one of the nicest guys on LinkedIn. So just excited for you guys to hear his story. You know, someone who's definitely struggled with figuring out uh, how to find his voice and ha- is in a great example how you can overcome struggle and help other people along the way. Just a true giver uh, and a strong spirit. So hope you guys love our conversation. We definitely dive into some tips on how to use LinkedIn, how to find your voice, and how to get comfortable with using tools like Live and the opportunity that's lying right there in front of you on in places like LinkedIn. So very exciting show for you guys today. I hope you love it and check it out. Here we go. Brandon Brands. Hey everyone, let's get going. I'm excited to bring to you today's guest. He is the founder of Voice Your Vibe, a Forbes featured entrepreneur, a LinkedIn top voice, a LinkedIn top video creator, and the founder of Voice Your Vibe, or the host of, I should say, Voice Your Vibe on LinkedIn which I've watched too much of, and we'll talk about that. But please welcome the nicest guy on LinkedIn, Brian Shulman. (laughs) What an introduction. Thanks. (laughs) Awesome to be with you. I had to. I wanted to go like night show introduction on like late night talk show introduction with you. I love it. It's great. And I'm going to overlay the like sound of audience screaming. 
Nice. And, and, okay. And, and all the craziness. But <laughs> the, the reason I'm excited to have Brian with us today is we get to talk about one of the hottest topics right now in marketing, which is live streaming video or going live, as they say, and specifically on LinkedIn, which is great. So let's start there. Like, how are you using live these days? Where can people find you? Like, tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So again, thanks for the introduction. Um, really kind of you. So I LinkedIn Live is is my jam. Uh, it's where I am. LinkedIn is where I've lived every day for the last 16 years, believe it or not, come December. So it, it's an incredible thing to take advantage of. It's an incredible opportunity to have because there's only about 100 of us in the world that have access. LinkedIn Video, right, which is you video and post is a little bit different. Granted, out of 655 million people, 250 million that are kind of active, 1% is actually creating content. So it's the most organic platform today. And two, it is the most organic opportunity to take advantage of, right? Because it's not like you have to pay to show up on LinkedIn video. You do, however, have to pay in most scenarios to show up on live because there's a third-party connection to go live on LinkedIn. It's a little bit different than like going live on Facebook or YouTube. This is a plug-in with a partner where you take advantage of that. And unless they have a, a trial, you're going to pay a monthly fee to take advantage of it. But it's again, it's absolutely worth it because of the reach and the opportunity to show up. And kind of the school that you're sitting in being about 100 people or less, people are going to see you. Yeah. And you got the opportunity to be part of that small pool. So not everyone that's listening is going to get a chance to use that. But when it rolls out, when they've kind of figured out like what this could look like, uh, that's awesome. But even without the, the access to video, LinkedIn still being that opportunity for people to still grow organic reach because not everywhere is it still easy to, to grow that organic reach. So I understand that. Like I came across you as like one of these prolific creators. You just start popping in the feeds, you know, through the people I follow. Uh, and what I want to kind of figure out is what made you decide to focus on LinkedIn? Because when you probably got started, it wasn't, I think, a draw. It wasn't like, oh, that's the place to go to get engagement, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah, I know. It's totally true. Because again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the old guy, right? They call me the godfather of LinkedIn video. Um, and I, I think it's two part. One, just because I, I am kind of the older guy in a number of different ways. But also, I look out for everybody. It's just that fatherly instinct of mine. Uh, and I think it has a lot to say about my journey, especially on video. But if we kind of think, look, take a look back, right? Back to the future, so to speak. Um, it was a digital resume and a place to look for a job when I joined. Uh, there was no way to engage the way that you can today in the front or the back end, right? So over time, those things kind of came to be. I looked at LinkedIn. There were about a million people on the platform when I joined. There was no other place like LinkedIn at the time. It wasn't like a MySpace and then Facebook comes up and basically dwarfs them. There wasn't any competition. So, and because of the rate of speed in which users came on, I didn't see it as this kind of thing that was going to implode and then disappear. I've been on the internet since it was green screen and chat rooms, sitting in my mom's lap learning how to type. And I've been a part of digital marketing, e commerce, web analytics, and web optimization on the onset of these industries existing where people didn't know what they were. It's not like Forrester was talking about them or any of that stuff. It was very evangelical, right? So when you think about LinkedIn, it was that kind of thing too, where you didn't really know what was going to happen. For me, it was, I didn't come to LinkedIn to do business. I came to LinkedIn to achieve my why. And, and I think this is important to share because 
everybody that comes to LinkedIn, I think it's really important that they understand why they're showing up. Now, yes, LinkedIn is a, is a business social networking platform, right? If you go download the app on your phone, you look at the description, you know, it, 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 it's what you would assume it to be, but it's not what it used to be, right? It is not a place to just look for a job and, and post your resume. It's an engagement platform. It is a full-on engagement platform. And it's crazy because it's not like when you look at other platforms and go, okay, well, when I go to Instagram, I know what I'm here to see or how people are showing up. It's the, the perfect image, and no knock, but it's like the perfect image and the perfect place and the perfect you know, person. Uh, I go to Facebook to k- catch up with my family and my friends. I go to Snapchat to send quick messages or whatever. I go to TikTok for young, you know, young kids that are doing 50-second rips of videos and, and sharing all sorts of really cool stuff, right? LinkedIn, when it came to engagement, it was almost like the toilet bowl was flowing the opposite direction. And it is, honestly, in the scheme of 655 million people, most people still don't understand. They don't get it. They're sitting there going, wait, what? Am I okay? It's a business social networking platform. Does that mean I'm supposed to show up in a suit and talk about business? Because that's what I feel I'm supposed to do. And when I talk about the bowl, toilet bowl going in the opposite direction, that's what I'm saying is no. Like that mold broke when LinkedIn video happened two years ago, two and a half years ago, June, when it launched in alpha of 2017. And I had access, and Goldie Chan and I joked because I think I got access before she did, except. I was so terrified to get in front of the camera that I didn't do anything. I literally sat on it for five months. Oh my God. <laughs> until I took the leap to do something about it. And Goldie had given me a nudge. And there's a really cool story behind all that. I actually wrote an article about it. It's on LinkedIn. It's the first one you see. It says, This is LinkedIn video. And it takes you through my journey literally from day one of access to not access to access to not access to then Goldie reaching out to a team and saying, Hey guys. Brian had access, but something happened. And she sends me a note back and says, Hey, with a quick note from LinkedIn that says, it will be lit back up either tonight or tomorrow. And her note was no excuses along those lines, no excuses with a, with a smiley face. And having been a part of building, growing startups for the last 20 years, been a part of exits, going public, I've pretty, pretty much, I've been through anything and everything from the highest of highs and the lowest of lows that you can be through when it comes to building a startup. And so part of my mindset shift was that thinking, okay, it's just like every other company I've helped build and grow. I don't know what's going to happen. This is an incredible opportunity. And do I want to look back and go, what if? The thing is, the reason it took me five months to take the leap is because I was thinking to myself, what are people going to think if they see this? And this is the fact that I have Tourette syndrome which are uncontrollable ticks and switches. Uh, usually you don't even know that you're doing them. And this is something I've had since I was a kid. I was also a pound and a half miracle baby that wasn't supposed to live from the 70s, fighting for every breath to make it in this world. And I dealt with a lot of adversity, a lot of bullying growing up. I really had a hard time finding my tribe in all facets, to be frank. I mean, it just, because I didn't know who my friends were. I didn't know if people were tongue in cheek making fun of me or if they were you know, truly making fun of me or if they were my friends, you know, last kid to get picked on the teams, all that kind of stuff. And I really had some dark moments. I'm, I'm not going to lie, you know, uh, and I had a lot of positivity around me, but, but it was really hard, right? So, so coming from 
where I have, and this backstory is really important because it, it takes you to where I am today, fighting for every breath to make it into this world and being a miracle baby and always the smallest kid and dealing with Tourette's, which by the way, in the eighties wasn't a thing. So every time my mom would take me to a doctor and we'd go through these neurological tests and all these things stuck to my head, they'd all, all the doctors would say the same thing. Ah, he's fine. You know, he'll grow out of it because they didn't know what this thing was. And we eventually wound up at UCLA, Medi- UCLA Medical Center because I grew up in Los Angeles where there was a specialist that had a name for this thing. And it was, again, it was really early. Um, there's no cure, right? And there were some drugs that were being tested, but nothing FDA approved or any of that. And so I wound up trying these drugs, which the side effects were horrible. I mean, the whole point of it was to, to be a, a calming mechanism. and the problem was it was such a calming mechanism. I'd be falling asleep in class. I, you know, and I wasn't telling people about this because at least not up until the point where I knew, which was fifth grade. And when I did find out, we did have a name, stood in front of my class, let everybody know, parents, teachers, students, what this was. And I think I was partially relieved and terrified at the same time to be talking about it, right? Other than that, I wrote a paper about it in eighth grade about Tourette's. I wrote a paper about it in college. There was one time in high school, I walked by a classmate. Literally, he was coming down the stairs. I was going up the stairs. He did three ticks at one time, and I knew in an instant he had Tourette's. And I went home to my mom, and I said, I have no question in my mind that this classmate of mine has Tourette's, but I don't, he has no idea. And I bet you his parents have no idea. All the stuff that we went through, right? And we went through a process and got them to go to UCLA, and you know they were informed, right? And I, I was thinking to myself, what an incredible gift that I was given to be aware of something, to then be able to help somebody else, right? Now, outside of those moments, I didn't talk about it. Talked about it once in the early stages of my career. Didn't have much experience. Uh, I had come from retail, being a sales guy. and Yeah, maybe we could take a break on that for one sec. So you're finding, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, yeah. You're finding this stuff out in fifth grade or whatever you know, that time frame was. And you know, A, I want to acknowledge that like, to go from where you were to somehow in the middle of all this finding like that you want to have a platform to talk to people and put yourself out there and expose yourself to to the level where you're doing it all the time now I think is just inc- really encouraging and inspiring so I want to take a like just a moment to pause and acknowledge that so thank you and I want to give you a, a moment to catch your breath <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to like connect the dots here right so we were you we, I love that we have, we understand a little bit about your background and where you've come from, and we've seen where you are. I, I'm curious about the, the the point in the middle where you've kind of learned to live with this as an adult, and you've kind of moved beyond it, and you're doing other things, and now you found this platform to uh, I guess start expressing yourself on. But what were you doing? Were you just writing articles? Like what was what was happening at this point? Yeah, good question. So I mentioned when I came to LinkedIn, it wasn't about business right? My mission was to inspire one person a day. And that's, that's why I was sharing the backstory because it was something that clicked in my head along the way. And it was around high school where it was, okay, you know what? I don't ever want anyone to feel the way that I feel. I don't want anyone to be treated the way that I've been treated. And if they're around me, I want them to feel lifted up and in a better place when they leave me, right? So I started to bring people together. I broke out of that shell and especially in a college, which is where I found my love for startups because I was the founder of my fraternity which basically we built a company from the ground up, even though it was nationwide. Our 
San Diego State chapter, we had to literally build from the ground up and it was completely diverse. If anyone's ever seen the movie Revenge of the Nerds, that was what we were. Like the original Revenge of the Nerds, we were, we were a mutt because we were everything from the jocks to the nerds to the, and everything in between, right? So I found LinkedIn in my college years. And I say inspiring one person a day because it was that, you know, if I could inspire someone to chase after their dreams and no one feel and believe that they can accomplish anything or get up after you've fallen 50,000 times and know that by getting up, you actually are succeeding, right? Whether you reach that goal that you've got in your mind um, or inspire somebody to inspire somebody else or put a smile on somebody's face when they don't have one or make them laugh when they don't have it in them, right? Any one of those things or just make them feel good about themselves. Just one person a day, I've accomplished my mission and mission. My mission as a human being to make the world a better place. And that is why I came to LinkedIn. And so initially to your question, I was posting lots of quotes, a lot of visual quotes I was finding that were speaking to me. And I would share those. And I didn't hear from anybody. You know, it, Again, this is in the early days of when you, were, when you could post. Um, and you talk about articles. You know, I, LinkedIn has what's called Pulse. And it used to be closed. You had to be invited to publish articles on LinkedIn. And you had to be the who's who. I mean, you were like the Bill Gates and the Bransons of the world. And I got an email from LinkedIn that said, congratulations, you're invited to publish articles on LinkedIn. And I'm sitting here going, this is a joke, right? Somebody hit a button by accident. Like, who am I? I'm just some guy on the platform, right? And I, I sat there and was saying to myself, what the heck am I going to write about? I don't want to write about business because... I don't, that's not what it is in my head for me. I want to tell a good story because everyone loves a good story. I've been in sales my entire career and I love people. Again, understanding my backstory, there's a lot to it. I, did, I do have a degree in psychology and I did get it particularly so that I could better understand people and better understand myself. So I sat on it like I did video and this was a long time ago. And then it was July of whatever year that was. And I said, okay, I've got it. I'm going to write about the wedding in Hawaii that my wife never knew was going to happen. And it was one of the ballsiest things I've ever done in my life. Uh, as Bill Gates says, I've never worked so hard for anything in my life. And I married up. Like my wife is the most <laughs> incredible woman on the planet. I mean, she's just incredible. I am, I am the man. I am the businessman. I am like just, I don't know. She, she really inspired me to level up. You know, when we got married, I was setting meetings on the phone for sales reps, you know, and here I am the, having been co-founders of a number of companies, been a part of growing and building startups, founder of my own, Forbes featured entrepreneur, all these things, right, that have happened. But when we take it to kind of more current, when video happened, I was inspired because it changed LinkedIn forever. So up until that point, let's just call it 14 years, right? That moment when video launched changed everything because the, the frame that we were all fitting in, the business frame and that we were conforming to, to be frank, right? We only could kind of talk about these things and, and you know, in this box. And we showed up very professional. That all went away because at the same time as video launching was the Let's Get Honest campaign. And that was Michaela Alexis and Manu Swishkaswamy and Authentic Alex in London and, and a few other folks that then this is a younger generation. And I say that because it's like, I could be their dad. Like that's the different <laughs> ages. Well, I think at the time for the, for the lay person that was looking at these things, it felt like Twitter where it was like, I guess I'll curate content because what else do I do? 
Yeah, but it was really interesting, Brennan, because the content, like what was being shared, had never been talked about before on this platform. I mean, fears, failures, uh, speech impediments, agoraphobia, rape. I mean, I'm talking very personal parts of people's lives, right? And it was really inspiring. It inspired me to make my first video, albeit five months later, right? And that gets us to what we were talking about, which was why, right? And you understand my why. That was the first time at that point in front of 500 million people that I shared my life story for the first time. And I was working for a company at the time, and I was terrified as anyone would be for so many different reasons to kind of share something like that. Because again, my work world, they didn't know that stuff. Because for me, as I shared that first job, or not first, but a couple jobs in going for a job and I shared my life story because I didn't have any numbers to tout or experience to really talk about or legs to really stand on. I didn't get the job. It was in the dot boom era. And I've interviewed with eight different hiring managers and a bunch of people in between. And I walked out of there with my head down and my tail between my legs and I didn't get it. You know what I said to myself? I'm never going to talk about that again because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to earn anything based on what I looked at as a disability right? And I wanted to earn it on my own merit. And so when I got on LinkedIn video and I shared that, that was the first time I shared that since that moment years and years earlier in my career. And it was the impact, right? What happened after that changed my life. And LinkedIn has changed my life multiple times along my almost 16 years of the journey. But video really had such a major impact on it because... All that love and support and encouragement that I got when I posted that first video, which by the way, was horrible. I was off screen the whole time. <laughs> Everyone, any one of you that's listening and watching, you know, you'll say the same thing about your first video. Oh God, it was terrible. It's supposed to be terrible. It's your first video. But I got really vulnerable. I chose to take a really vulnerable part of my life and share that. And, and the words love, support, and encouragement are not something you would expect to hear on a business social networking platform. And that's why things changed right? And, and what it meant to me was the world. It changed everything for me, man. It really changed everything. I, I never expected that kind of a response. And I wanted to give it to anybody and everybody that was on video. And there weren't many of us at that time. We were all, again, pioneers of the early days of, of video and the alpha and beta. And the interesting part about it, and this is, I think, really important. It's something I preach to people too, because most people think, okay, I got to get on LinkedIn. Okay, there's video. Great. I got to get on video because I got to show up. There's a great opportunity and I got to show up and I got to talk about business and I got to be professional. And I can count on one hand out of almost 500 videos now that I've made two years, the end of this month that I've ever talked about business. And the crazy part about it is this, right? Uh, I started a company that has everything to do with LinkedIn and video that never would have happened if I didn't take the leap. And it was the last thing on my mind to be thinking about. I was helping people, a lot of people along the years and the journey, and it was behind the scenes, a lot of fortune executives actually, um, how to LinkedIn because they, they were falling on their swords. And it, again, the toilet bowl flushing the other way. People don't understand how to build relationships digitally on LinkedIn. It's just this black hole for people. And it's not rocket science. It's being human first. Because like any business relationship, it doesn't start with, hey, Brandon, sign it. Not even Brandon. I walk up to you in a room and go sign this contract. You're like, I'm sorry. How about we start over? I'm Brandon. What's your name, right? And, but that, that's not what happens here. 
And so I think people just naturally thought they have to show up on video and talk about business. And the reality is people have to fall in love with you before they're going to listen to what you have to say. And people do business with people they like, know, and trust. You showing up on video and just start talking about business, nobody knows who the heck you are. I was working with a CEO and that was what happened. He was producing some great videos. Like he was technologically and all this really cool stuff. Like he was, they were great. But I said, let's back up. Like, tell me about you. Because nobody knows who you are. They just see this really polished looking CEO on video. But he's a dad. He's a veteran. You know, he, he has a love for a lot of different things, right? And I said, do me a favor. Just try showing up a few of these different ways for me. And I want you to see what happens. And it blew up. Like, it blew up because he was being human, you know? And, and he was sharing about his daughters. And, you know, he was doing a series on veterans, which highlighted veterans. Like, it was great. And he was doing that before. It was really, really brilliant idea. Because this is all about community. If people truly understand LinkedIn is about the people, it's about the people, it's about the community. And this word LinkedIn fam that you see all over LinkedIn, we are a family. It's the strangest thing to hear, right? On a business social networking platform, because the last thing you'd think about, but every community, whether it be live in person or digital is about the people. This is a conundrum in every company too, but that's a whole nother conversation, right? But I think if you realize that, okay, it's about the people and it's about people coming together, right? And, and that we're in it together and that we're better together and we're stronger together and collaboration is an incredible thing and the most amazing thing happens when we do come together. I do want to bring something back up really quick. And it's this idea that you have so much to talk about, so much to give. I mean, you go, you've, when I met you, you basically went live for four hours. You've done it multiple times. And it's interesting to me. I think people, I think outside looking in, we're like, you either have that or you don't, right? But it didn't seem to me like you had a hard time figuring out like how to be comfortable with a camera walking around, whether in the silence of it all, in, obs- in the observation of her, or actually sitting down and refocusing and having something to say. So I think for our user, our listeners out there, it'd be interesting to hear, like when you go live and you're going to do it for more than like a small piece of time, what mindset do you go in with it that allows you to feel free and not, not pressured to just have something to say? That's a really good question. I think LinkedIn video is the why. I didn't know what the heck I was doing when I started. I had never put the camera in front of me before. It was always the other way. I was filming my kids or, you know, wherever I was. So I had to learn everything. And that's why I mentioned the article, because if you go through that article, you'll realize that I literally had no idea what the heck I was doing. I was so green. I, I, I didn't even know there were apps that existed. So I've spent thousands of hours learning how to just get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's the thing is I think, I'm comfortable around people. That's my element. Like when I, you said you, you were on the live for three to four hours, <laughs> I just love talking to people. Right. So, and that's one of those things that I think, again, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Because understanding my backstory, I wasn't the most comfortable around people. Yeah, I think that's huge. Like getting to witness someone who can say that and like we, we see the finished product. And we're like, wow, how does he just, I can't do that. I can, you know, there's no way I could just walk around and do that. But while, as someone who was watching and I felt like I was right there with you, 
And it wasn't, you didn't feel the pressure to have to just keep talking to me the whole time or whoever is watching the whole time. You're talking to the people around. And I was like, wow, it's like I'm right there. And I thought that was special. I wanted to acknowledge that. It was, it was really fun being there with you. And I think this is what the, te- the untapped resources of LinkedIn can be. No, and I think you're right. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. And that's actually my thing. You know, everyone's kind of got their own thing when it comes to live, right. especially on LinkedIn. Some people love doing interviews. And it's interesting because that's basically what I was doing, except on the go. I was literally walking the entire area and just saying, hey, what's going on? You're on LinkedIn Live. Come talk. And I think, I think that's a really cool thing. And, and you said something really important. I felt like I was right there with you. When I go live, every time I go live, and I usually do it in a large setting, that's why I do it. Because you weren't able to be there. Right. And so many other people around the world weren't able to be there. And I think there's something really cool about the journey and taking people with you. And and that's not just live, that's video and anything, really, right? If you're writing a book, that's the whole thing. The author wants to take you on a journey. And it's all about the stories, right? And the journey. So I, I that's just kind of stayed ingrained in my mind, I think, and, and through my own journey of morphing through it and realizing, okay, uh, this is going to be my thing. The other thing that's interesting too, Brennan, is when you find yourself along the journey. Because I didn't know who I was when I started on video. I love that. Well, and, well, I think I say that a lot. I say finding your voice is why you do these hard things where you just start and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but that's what I'm in this video. I'm just going to say that I don't know what to say. I'm doing my first video. And that the power of, get, of taking the first step, I think is huge. And I think we get to look at the people who are doing it and say, I can maybe try because they've said something that inspired me to want to try. I felt like I was drinking, I, like, I poured myself a whiskey. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to walk around with him. I don't want to be left out. And you know, we're, like, I, was, I was with you right there. The kids were asleep. I'm like, I got to stay here, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk around with you guys with the whiskey and do, and do that. I love it. For the people that are like thinking about getting started, because there's still so many people who haven't even tried, who are trying to figure out like, what do I do first? And where do I do it first? Because it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or you know, like LinkedIn. Do you have do you have something that you you uh, you like tell people that, about that? And then I want to get into like what you're what you're teaching people in your course. But we'll- yeah, I mean, so you said something really important, which was just start. I mean, you can come up with every reason in the book as to why you can't, but you also said something really really important too, which is all people see is the finished product. They don't see where you came from. And that's why it's important for people to share bloopers and you know, <laughs> your first videos. And that's why Goldie and Fiona and I started the My First Video campaign on LinkedIn because we wanted, we wanted the people that hadn't started before, that didn't know what they were doing, that were scared or you know, all those things that go through you when you think about getting on camera, regardless of the platform, but especially on a business social networking platform because you have all these judgments in your head going, what are people going to say? Your first is always going to be your worst. It's the first step. It's all downhill from there. So just start is the most important thing. And you also said something else. Your very first video, yeah, it doesn't matter what you talk about. You could talk about pineapple. You could talk about how nervous you are to be making the video because that's relatable. Everyone can relate to that, whether they've made the first video or haven't done it yet, right? 60 seconds or less is your best friend. I'm going to focus on LinkedIn just because I think it's, a, That's fair. it's, it's yeah. where I live. Um, wherever, whatever platform you do it on, though, people don't know you yet. I mentioned they have to fall in love with you before they get to, you know, they're going to listen to what you have to say. So showing up is the first part. Be genuine, be authentic in you. Smile before you hit record because that draws people in. You have your own unique smile, your own laugh, your own voice. 
and talk about whatever you're excited and or passionate about. But again, if you're nervous, talk about that. Because when you talk about being nervous, you kind of get through it as you're talking it. And then after you sit there and go, wow, hey, God, that was scary, but I just did that. That's amazing. And it's relatable. I think the people, it's funny, it's people watching, most of them will be the person that tunes in like maybe once every 30 days into LinkedIn to check, like to see if they got a notification. And they're gonna be like, oh, Brandon did something. Brian did something today. Right. Oh yeah, I would have felt nervous too. Like, good for him. And like when you, when you first start doing this and like people aren't used to seeing you do it, they, you get that, you get like a, Hey, I noticed you've been, you've been doing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. Like, good job. Like, good for you. Cause they're thinking to themselves, I would never do that. Like that's right. hard. Right. <laughs> I know that you've been helping people get past that and get started. And you and you and a couple of our friends have been building some, like some ways to get people there. Can you talk about like how people can find that and like what you're doing to help people? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, Voice Your Vibe is my company and it literally is all about teaching brands, executives, and teams within companies how to tell a story on LinkedIn that people fall in love with. And the reason for that is because the biggest ambassadors of every brand, every company is its people and they are the most underutilized asset. So I like to help companies. And again, toilet bowl going the opposite direction, understand (laughs) you don't have to show up and just talk about business. Like Honestly, that should be 10% of it be human because that's relatable. And each one of those people has their own audience, right? Their own tribe. So you show up, you voice your vibe, you attract your tribe and you know, amazing things happen. You have to keep showing up. You have to be consistent, but yeah. So, so that's my company, but yes, uh, I have gotten together with a, with a very dear friend of mine, Rob Balasavis, who is the head of social at Thinkific, which shout is out a, to Rob. Yeah. Shout out to Rob is a course creation uh, platform. It's a, it's fantastic. And we have created actually a couple different courses. So we have a LinkedIn Power Up Masterclass. But before that, we have what we call a LinkedIn Jumpstart course. It is a free course. It is a bunch of different lessons. We are giving away all this free information so that if you've just kind of started on LinkedIn, or maybe you're jump starting again, you've been around like a lot of people, oh, I've been on the platform for nine or 10 years, but I haven't done anything. And I want to kind of get into the mix or maybe I fell off the wagon and I want to get back on the horse. We help people do that with this great free course and then give you the opportunity to be able to take advantage of the master course. which basically takes you from the basics to jumping in. Now, the master course is literally made for the newbies. So it's a really great transition to some quick tips, right? Going into, all right, great. I really want to, I really want to jump into this thing. So help me understand how to get started in all the ways that I can create on the platform, how to show up, how to get comfortable, like tons of great information and in both from showing up on the front end as well as the back end. You know, I, uh, I love that. I, and thank you for sharing that. If you guys want to check out the link, LinkedIn jumpstart course, LinkedIn power of class, go, go to voice is it on the voice of my website or just on your LinkedIn. It's not. It is. So if you go to linkedinmasterclass.thinkific.com, that's the URL and you can drop it into the, into the show notes. That's where you'll find access to both of those. But no, check it out. I think anyone that hasn't realized the power of LinkedIn should figure out a way how to get themselves started. And this might be your best way in to get moving. Because I think a lot of people are going to have the question of, A, like, well, yeah, I, I wanted something, but like, A, they don't know what their why is. Like, why should I start doing more on LinkedIn. I have a job or I'm doing fine. 
I have a, a, a theory and I'd like to hear yours, which for me, it's about finding your voice, right? You talk about voice your vibe. So I think you probably have some similar thoughts on it. Before I started putting my thoughts out there and I did it via blogging and then podcasting, I had trouble like thinking of myself beyond a resume. Like I have some great jobs on my, in my history, but I don't have a voice that is my own that levels up my reputation and builds authority. And I was like, I, don't, I didn't have this clarity when I started doing it. I was just like, man, I need to like find perspective. Is that the, the one thing or is there like a few different things you're like, this is why you start doing this? No, that's a really, really good point, Brendan. And, and I always say everyone has a voice and a story that matters and a voice and a story that can positively affect and impact another human being's life. And I think that's something that is hard, right? Again, I didn't know I had a voice. I, I found a voice I never knew I had. It was really strange, like, you know, literally, figuratively, emotionally. Um, and when I found that voice, everything changed for me. And I think that's a really common theme for everyone when they find that voice in their, inside themselves. You know, your heart beats to it. And then, and then you're going. And, and incredible things happen when you've kind of opened yourself up to that. Again, you, LinkedIn is the most underutilized platform, the most organic platform. Like I, I bleed blue and white. Like I can't stress <laughs> enough how important it is to be there, right? right? Even if you have a job, right? Or, or even if you own your own company or, or whatever, whatever the it is, right? The most important thing you can do is to show up to find that voice, right? Find that voice because when you do, I'm telling you from my own experience, I've closed so much business having shown up on LinkedIn for someone like Miguel Forbes to show up, who's the founder and chairman of Forbes, and say, Brian, you're one of the people that makes this platform what it is. When I was making videos that were all just about having fun and bringing people together, it wasn't about business. Again, I'm a testament to show you that you don't have to show up and be in this business mode. You can be human and be relatable. And that's your voice. What's funny about like, it doesn't feel like a voice. It feels like you're just saying stuff until someone responds. Mm, yeah. And when someone says, hey, thanks for sharing that. I was just feeling the same way or whatever it was other than like, good job. You know, but like when they actually say something that, was, that connects in some way. So you're like, holy shit, I have a voice. Like, I feel like I touched somebody. There's an engagement uh, there. And I think that there's these, these pieces I've been talking about lately, which is like, the reason you start creating content is because it then starts connecting you to a community, which then you can have impact. And those three things are interwoven and interconnected. Yeah, they really are. And I, I know it's hard, right? When you're showing up and you're, you're showing up and you're not hearing from anyone, like nobody's speaking, nobody's engaging, nobody's responding, but then, then it happens, right? You hear from one person. And then you hear from another person and people start to engage in the comments, or maybe they send you a message behind the scenes that are like, wow, thank you. Like this post you said, I couldn't comment on it because of my job. That happens a lot. But I wanted to send you a message to let you know, this was really impact. Like, I needed that today, right? Like those kind of things, no matter what they're sharing with you, that's when you, you have that feeling of going, yeah, this is, this is working or I'm impacting people, right? Because I think that's really what it's about is, it's all about impact. Whatever your impact you're trying to make, it's all about the impact. When you start to see the impact, it's, yeah. Is there anything you do? I'm just curious about like when you are about to push the button and like get moving on a live, like I know now you've done it, but maybe a little bit earlier on or halfway through where you're like these things that get you ready to start going, like, is there something you do or like, how do you just get ready? 
Yeah, I'll give you a couple points on video, like native video and then live. So for native video, meaning you're recording it, it's not live at the moment, and then you're going to post it. Yeah, I always laugh or smile right before I hit record. Make sure you look at the dot too, because if this is a great example, like I'm looking at your picture right now, you see my eyes, yeah. they're not looking. Now I'm looking at the dot, I'm connecting with you, the right. audience. So that's a really important one is not only smiling, but like connecting with the dot. Again, get comfortable being comfortable doing that. But that's where people are watching. So that's kind of where you have that connection point. So I, I try to always remind myself, okay, I, I got to look there. And it's always awkward to look at yourself anyway. Um, put a picture of somebody there. Imagine you're having a conversation with someone. That's always a great one. For live though, I remember the very first live I did on LinkedIn. I was behind the scenes at a parade my son and his jazz bandmates were performing and i thought this would be a really cool thing to take people behind the scenes of right and technologically i was fumbling because i didn't know how to use any of these tools yet so <laughs> I, I think i think it was a lot going on for me at that moment and then it went live and i'm like all right we're live and i i even on the live i was like okay guys this is my first time like you know bear with me and i'm trying to look at comments and everything else going around. It can be intimidating i mean you you want to engage while at the same time make sure you're you know paying attention to what's happening around you. And I think the thing is, is like try not to be too hard on yourself. Like just, just go with the flow and know that it's okay to stumble because again, you're human. And I think people on the other side of the lens will go, Oh yeah. Hey, look at that. I've done that. Or, or they laugh with you. You know what I mean? Like laugh at yourself. I mean, know that it's okay to laugh at yourself because that helps you get through the kind of stuff too. But, um, so I know personally, I think I've gotten comfortable with the, of doing it in private, like, you know, taking videos and going live in private, going into a crowded place and getting my phone out and just starting to talk to my phone. I did. De there's definitely fear about like, what are people thinking like over there and over there? Like either he's full of himself or like whatever it is, like, you know, maybe in a marketing conference, you're like, yeah, everyone here is doing that. But like out in the real world in random places, there's right, definitely like the grocery that store or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you got to find where you're, especially if you're starting, like find where you're comfortable. Yeah, for sure. Do, do it in the comfort of your own home, you know, and that's a really great example that you gave though, you know, is just, just do it for you. Like pull out your phone and just hit record and just talk to yourself. That's a great way to kind of start to get comfortable being uncomfortable of just that whole process. And then, you know, and then you can slowly start to do other things. You don't have to be in a crowd and record video. You know, you, you could be just in your own home like we are. And it could just be having a conversation that happens to be you have record on it. You know, e easy things to kind of help you get into that mode of just doing all this stuff. But the more you do it, the, if you remember every day is day one, you're going to learn and grow every time you do it. And whether you know it or not, you are learning and growing every time. Then you wind up at a point where you're not thinking about it. Oh, God, how do I look? Am I, how are my glasses? Is my hat okay? What's going on behind me? You know, whatever it is you're thinking about, you almost start to stop thinking about all that. And then you're just in the moment. That's a really cool point in time in your journey when that happens, by the way. Like you forget that you're even holding the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're just talking, just having a conversation. Yeah. I love that. I do want to hear a little bit about like what's going on with you coming up besides the courses. Like, what are you excited about right now uh, moving forward? Like what's next for Voice Your Vibe and for Brian Shulman? Yeah, so I'm super excited about some things coming up. Uh, in particular, 
I'm actually getting ready to go speak internationally. I'm doing a keynote at LinkedIn Local in Australia, in Melbourne. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. Uh, I get to go see my LinkedIn fam in Australia. And there's a bunch of creators in Melbourne. So I've known them for some two years. And we're just meeting for the first time in person. And usually it's like great big hugs. It's awesome. These are the relationships, by the way, that we build from finding and knowing each other on video. It's a really, really cool thing that happens. Two follow-ups. What are you talking about in, in, in Australia? Because I'd love to hear what the topic is. And then what the hell is a LinkedIn local? Because some people are going to want to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. So the topic of conversation is LinkedIn video and business. So that's the topic. And what the hell is LinkedIn Local? LinkedIn Local was started by Anna McAfee. Shout out to Anna McAfee. She's in Australia. And uh, it was all about taking it from online, LinkedIn, to offline. Like taking these relationships that we've built digitally and coming together in person just to have the most incredible conversations. You know, I think really amazing things happen when you come together. It's almost like taking the old school way of networking, which was, I'm going to go to this thing or this event and this, you know, whatever it may be, and, and flopping it, right? Going from the digital to here, where usually you go the other way. So I, LinkedIn local, I'm a LinkedIn local co-founder of San Diego and a host. Another moment that changed my life, being a part of that, making videos of people in person who have never done it before, like, like me when I started, and helping them find that courage and bravery to do that. The moment after we hit stop is the coolest thing ever because they're like... Oh my God, that was the most terrifying thing ever, but I just did that. That was so cool. Thank you. You know. <laughs> so what do you guys do at LinkedIn Local? Number one, I pledge to go to the one in San Diego since it's not, it's like a two hour drive, but since you'll be, if you'll be there, it's like when, whatever you, next one you're going to be at. You got it. If I'm available, I'll come down and spend the day with you guys. Awesome. Uh, but to like, what, what happens at these meetings? Like, so real people, real life. Awesome. Like, what do you do there? Yeah. Yeah. So they're all a little bit different. They all have kind of their own vibes and they're all different shapes and sizes. But really, just think about it as it's a meetup, right? People are getting together. Um, for example, for us, we give three different color name bags, name badges, right? Like green, red, gold as examples. And green may be, yeah, I've made LinkedIn video before. Red may be, I don't have access to LinkedIn video and I've never made one. And gold may be, forget the colors, but you know, I have access, but I've never made one before, right? right? And so the reason for that is because the interaction. We, we don't want it to just be about people talking. Yeah, we do panels. Usually talking about something, well, usually always talking about something related to LinkedIn. But video being a really hot topic or live, those are kind of really good things to talk about because people want to know, how do I do this, right? And then being able to have those conversations. So, But the activity afterwards is that. It's let's make videos together. And it's really cool because this has actually gone global now. Uh, and it was a total fluke that we decided to do it the first time. But I love it because I think it's a really great way to bring the people that are there together. So it's a combination of like learning information, so usually some panels, and then some type of activity. It's usually in some type of a setting where there's, you know, adult beverages or, you know, food, that kind of stuff. Some of these are grandiose. I mean, I just spoke at LinkedIn Global, which was in New Jersey. It was the largest LinkedIn meetup uh, in history. There was a couple thousand people there. and there was a lot going on. It was really, really well put together, like panels and you could ride mechanical bulls. You could get a, <laughs> a I mean, literally, like, it was crazy, right? Big jumpies to jump in. You could have a, a professional headshot taken for your LinkedIn profile, a bunch of other stuff, networking, right? Podcasts were there as well. You could do podcasting with folks. 
But again, like an example of how an extreme compared to just, hey, we're going to meet up here and get together and talk about LinkedIn and video or whatever. I think that's awesome. I think it just feels like there's so much going on with LinkedIn right now that if you haven't started, you haven't missed the boat. Like it's still a very organic place to grow, find your voice, gain community around what you're trying to say. And start to connect with people in real life too. Like that networking thing that's so hard for many of us. Maybe it starts with relationships online and carries off to other places. I've engaged with Brian Here's content multiple times in multiple scenarios now. And we still never met in person. That's why I'm going to make this happen. Because that those extra little experiences are what change uh, the opportunities and just the relationships we have with people. So I love the opportunities, man. I know we're at the end of the, at the, end of the, the time period here. But A, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show. But B, like, guys, go check out the LinkedIn Jumpstart course and the LinkedIn Power-Up class. Like, you are missing out if you haven't taken the steps. And if you need some hand-holding, which a lot of us do, that's how I am, go with people you can, you can trust that have been doing this for a long time. So I uh, appreciate you coming on the show today, man. Anything else you want to leave the audience with before you go? Uh, I really appreciate it. I, I, thanks for the opportunity to be here with you. And I hope you've all gotten some nuggets out of this. And absolutely, if anything please, please, please go sign up for the free jumpstart course because that will get you your engine just started. You can stick the key in, you can turn it a little bit and then we can help you along the journey if you like. But it is the most organic platform on the planet. Anyone and everyone you will ever want to do business with is here. You are one click away from a conversation with anyone. To the other side, you are also one click away from killing a relationship from starting if you don't know what you're doing. So please take advantage of the help. We'd love to help you get started. That's a great way of saying it. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but first off, thank, thanks again, man, for coming on the show. If you guys want to listen to him, go to LinkedIn, check out Voice Your Vibe and listen to what he has to say. He's one of the biggest hearts out there on LinkedIn, number one, but just out there that's talking and giving advice and sharing his knowledge with people. So uh, appreciate you, man. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate you too. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.